This is Timestamp, the podcast dedicated to capturing this moment in time. I'm Amy Breslow. Today's episode, Feeling All the Feels. My guest today is Trini, who identifies as a Latina woman, a mother, a partner, and someone embracing the challenge to become a better version of herself. What is important to me right now, it's like being allowed to feel all the feelings that I'm having and understand that every day is a, is a new type of, of, of wave uh, in, in the sense that it occurs in like different types of water. So one day, you know, I could be really cold and indifferent and other days I'm really warm. Other days I feel really exacerbated. Other days I'm calm. And, you know, and there are days where uh, your your patient and also like empathy to what's what others might be feeling is not really there it's been sort of exhausting um to see how how long this will take so for me i th- i think it's just being uh, compassion to myself and also uh, compassionate towards others and we are under the same pandemic, but we're all navigating different boats throughout this. So I think that's that's what it is for me, uh, the most important or meaningful uh, things for me right now. I'm thinking about how can I manage or handle what I'm feeling in a in the best way that I can. So, you know, just like thinking because I have two, you know, I have two children under the age of three, which are, they imitate everything that you do. They repeat everything that you say. So that makes you be overly cautious and aware on how do you react to to things. So how do you express anger, for example, or, you know, there are times where like, you know, I mean, let's be honest, not every day. It's like, it's super fun between like me and my partner. So it's like, how do we, the two of us actually learn how to communicate our frustrations or our, you know, emotions that sometimes we don't really know where they're coming from, but they're just there. And how do we do the best to communicate those to each other in a way that still shows love and care and also you know some level of like like worrisome that you know just making sure that we're both um that we're both like doing well either when you're married when you decide to like you know spend like a long time with um the rest of your life with like a significant person you don't necessarily like imagine spending 24 7 (laughs) with that person that for me has given me a lot of time to think and see how do we how do we actually communicate with each other and and just and just say like today I'm not really feeling it and 
and instead of the other person keep kind of like okay tell me why how can i help like this day be like a little bit better for all of us our kids they don't really quite like get it they just see us like 24 7 so it's you know telling them like you know today uh mommy feels like a little bit tired and you know this is why i need to have like this time for myself and or you know i need help um with your brother right now or uh, can you go on and help dad with this and and just how can we how can we better i think what what this has shown us is that we need to um communicate better and like set up like really good communication skills um between uh between all the members of of of, of one's household so i think that has where my mind has been kind of uh wondering and and thinking about this so i think the other thing that i have in mind is when i would actually be able to go back and visit uh my home country my home birth country and you know be with my mom you know she's like 76 years old that all of a sudden you know the geographical distance is it it hurts and I'm trying to find ways to deal with that and and manage and you know and try to use in that sense like social media or you know different like uh, platforms like FaceTime and WhatsApp to better communicate and be more engaged and feel like, you know, I'm here even though I cannot really be here and I cannot really promise you that by the end of the year we'll be traveling there. So I'm from Chile, so she's there and I have another uh, sister who is also there uh, and nieces and nephew. You know, it's like the immediate uh, my immediate side of uh, my family. So and it's hard because like. Um, my youngest daughter, she's aware, you know, she, she knows her cousins. So she asks her cousins and now her imagination has like grown up so much. It has like blown out of, I think like sometimes like out of proportion because she tells me, you know, she wakes up in the morning and she's like, oh, I went out last night with my cousins. And I was like, really? It's just like, yeah, I took a plane and like, you know, and she just like pictures, like she hangs out with them this pandemic has like put that like a lot of stress on, on that end that I'm like, I see her like kind of desire to be closer to family, but right now, you know, we're so far away. Um, and that a little bit breaks my heart. It has been emotionally, like I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled that it actually happened like this like awakening and at the same time I think you know as a Latino woman who had lived in in a country that has gone has gone through this social um like revolutions and it's it's not really like revolution it's like I feel it's like social awakening it's it's so important that for us to keep sort of our goal clear what is it that we want to change what is it that we want to achieve you know yesterday I was I was on a work call talking to some colleagues of mine who who are doing like a really beautiful 
job down in Honduras and they were telling me that when there's like a, a, a pandemic happening uh, since, you know, since there is like a restriction on, on, on physical movement, on, on the citizenship, governments tend to do a lot of uh, sketchy policies or put a lot of different practices in, in place that they are harmful for, for us. And that kind of made me wonder about what is happening here, you know, in, in, in the US, what has actually been done in the past. And it wasn't so much because like uh, Americans were, you know, they lacked movement or the chances, you know, like liberties, etc. It's just because like, I feel everybody was like asleep. We were too comfortable in our own bubble, in our own like achievements or, or, you know, financial gains, etc. to actually really look deep and see that the roots that they were holding the system were totally rotten. So the tree that was like kind of growing, if we want to put it in like a metaphor, was like a really uh, dry and lack of life uh, tree. The discourse that has been created around, uh, you know, Black Lives Matter and, you know, towards like also like the Latino community, it has been so like wrong throughout the, throughout the entire time. And we just like, didn't notice even those who were who were targeted of this discrimination of this hateful hateful like we realized that it was happening but we couldn't really speak it outside of our own kind of comfort like levels or our uh, closer communities because that was the only space where we felt generally safe and understood you know now see it like widely um happening throughout the u.s it's for me has been really amazing um you know even myself there's like a lot of things that i that i think about and you know and also my own kind of uh privilege my privilege as a latina uh, uh, women in this country are different from other uh latinas or latinos who have come here so it's also understanding that and how can I use that uh, privilege to to not so much like right now create awareness, but to actually seek change and seek policy change. This is a time where we we should be talking and engaging with like our representatives, our senators in like systemic change. Otherwise, it's not going to happen anytime <laughs> like soon. If we don't take this moment in time to to engage and work together in what's the kind of like world or America that we want to see, that we want actually our children to thrive. This is the moment where we need to start talking about, it's great, you know, that right now we're going to have a VP, um, a female VP, but next one, which is my one, like a female president. And, you know, we need, you know, childcare right now, it's like a huge issue right now. And we need to like, you want like the economy to open? Well, we need like actually decent like daycare and affordable daycare for, you know, for all parents. 
and you're talking about like maternity leave well let's actually talk it and making it like a national thing not like a federal or a company or like just individual decision making i think that's the main issue this is what for me like this social revolution that is happening right now is just showing that we've been resolving these issues or we've been addressing them as like individual kind of things and in victories and those individual victories only only have benefited a few you know and i'm like part of those who like benefited like you know maternity leave okay i had an okay like decent one thanks to like my or my company that you know kindly allowed or said that it was okay for them to have a maternity leave policy would that should actually be just like embedded in every I should not be thankful that I'm working for a company that has that. It's just, it's, it's like a right for us to have. And I feel the same thing about children who have, I mean, p- parents who have like children. And this is our chance to make those changes and like readjust where our priorities and also our, the government funding and budget is going towards, you know, there was like a huge increase right now. I mean, talking about when I was like telling you about how government during these times, they do like sneaky things. There was a huge increase in like the militarization of the border on the budget. Is that really like needed right now where you have like, when you've actually just shut down the entire border, when you have like, have more than 50,000 people just waiting in horrible conditions on the other side of the border. Um, like this is actually where your priority of like government spending is going towards and and my answer is no and i don't want to keep seeing my my taxes going towards like military spending uh i want to see my taxes going towards like creating a robust and solid health system and education system because if we guarantee those two areas then we could actually start talking about uh, healthy and I feel like more cohesive like society. I think like my heart is still like a little bit broken um, on seeing like this idea of what like America was for us growing up to the America that it is right now. It's like in pain. It's like, in a way, it's like you're mourning something. And I'm still trying to kind of understand what is exactly what I'm mourning um, and process it and and just like hoping that there there is so much, I feel, pain in in throughout like the U.S., throughout like... Um, because so much damage and so much hurt has been done, uh, not just like, you know, throughout with this administration, but just like throughout like time that I'm not sure how, how long it would take to, that my heart is like full again of happiness and joy towards, towards like the US. You know, I watched like the James Baldwin documentary uh, a couple of weeks ago, and and it it really like again opened my eyes to to this America that I have romanticized, 
and show me the brutal truth behind the dream. And I think, you know, I need to, I need to be aware, aware of this and kind of like keep looking for those same kind of brutal truths that the, that the world, I feel like needs to know more than ever. Thank you for listening. Timestamp is produced by me, Amy Breslow, with IT support from Alex Moreno and original music by Maddie Schuler. You can find us at timestamppodcast.com. I'll be back in one or two weeks with the next episode. Until then, take care and be well. Thank you.